Okay. So what is up? What is up? We had some technical difficulties with that first intro, even though it got me hype. I heard it was playing the whole song, so we'll just chill with this one for a while. And now onto this rainy day in Georgia, I'm bringing you guys my second and hopefully a smidge smoother episode of a Fat Roll Sports Podcast. I really don't want to waste too much time talking it up because it's a little bit of a long show today because there is a lot to talk about. We have some NFL news, a lot of NBA news, with a juicy WTF does that mean that helps simplify a few things, just enough NHL news to know what's happening preceding the playoffs, and to finish it off, I'll give you guys my top 10 best bets of the week. So, without further ado, enjoy the show. Okay, so I figured we'd start this week off easy with some NFL news post-draft, and we'll start with Carryon Johnson who was a cap casualty this past week after sitting behind DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson this last year. Fortunately, he just got scooped off waivers by the Eagles, which adds a solid running back to their backfield, in my opinion, because Carrion is one of those running backs who he got hurt, didn't get the chance to come back and prove it, kind of like a Marlon Mack situation, and he gets the chance here with the Eagles. So... On to the Jaguars. They are looking to trade Gardner Minshew, who, in my opinion, could play incredible for half a season or average for a full season, which sounds funny, but I'm honestly only half kidding. Um, And some of the teams I researched, you may be surprised, could use a QB like him, somebody that could plug in two to three games and could perform really well while their quarterback's hurt or whatever's going on. Um, with their starting quarterback. And some of those teams are the Ravens, the Broncos, the Falcons, and maybe even the Colts because they just got Carson Wentz, and I'm not sure where Jacoby Brissett's going. And um, they could use, they could all use a QB like him, but I'm not sure if it's going to be through a trade. That's what they're talking about, is it being a trade? I think it's going to be more so he gets cut and finds his way to a new home that way. Um, still all the, all the best, wish him all the best in the world. Hope the kid makes it in the NFL. Minshew mania, NFL's better with it. And now we can get on to some way too early power rankings for a few of the Southeast teams. And then we'll get into the juicy WTF does that mean to open up the NBA. All right. So first off, we have the Saints dropping four spots to number 10 which is probably directly related to Drew Brees retiring. But no matter how much I personally can't stand them, I feel as if Jameis Winston is going to be an upgrade, not only because Drew Brees hasn't played the best the last couple years, but Jameis Winston has been learning behind Drew Brees these last couple years, which no matter how bad he's played, he's still got that knowledge. And I think that'll really pay off for the Saints. And I, I really don't think they've lost too many people. They've lost a couple people on defense. But their offense has stayed pretty much the same, if I do believe. I know Emmanuel Sanders is has signed somewhere else, but pretty much everybody else is, is on that offense, and all you really need is Alvin Kamara. All right, so next we have the Titans at number 12, and I'll tell you this. I can guarantee that they'll play better than this projection just based off the fact that A.J. Brown and me picking them as the top three favorite last episode. So I'll probably put them at... We'll go number three. We'll put them at, no, I I take it back. We're going to put them at number two because number two is a lot better than three. And 
Let's see. I'd also like to probably lump in the Falcons into that guarantee to outplay their number 23 projection. Okay. I don't know what they're what they're smoking over there, but number 23 in the projection. So because we got Arthur Smith from the Titans and the number one rated draft class, I think we're going to outplay that. Not only think it, I guarantee it we're going to outplay that. I'll put the Falcons right at, we'll give them the Titans spot. We'll go number 12. I'm, I'm not going to put my hopes too high as a personal fan. Some may think that's too high but we'll keep him there. And so now that a small light has been shown on the absolute disrespect dished out by some of these quote-unquote NFL experts, we can get into our WTF Does That Mean segment, which will help shine a light on the NBA proceedings. This week's WTF Does That Mean is quite the confusing topic. But don't fret, that's the whole purpose of this segment, is to simplify the game. And today that game is the NBA's Winners of Losers Tournaments, quote-unquote. It's called the play-in tournament. So the teams that finish numbers 1 through 6 in the standings are guaranteed a playoff spot, so they will not participate. While teams 7 through 10 in the standings will enter the play-in tournament. And teams under 10 will enter the draft lottery, meaning for the tournament, They'll have six total games with eight teams split between the East and West conferences. They set up the matchups by win percentage, meaning the seventh and eighth highest winning percentage will have the two opportunities to win a game for a playoff spot, while the ninth and tenth need to win both games to advance to the playoffs. It's honestly a tough sell in my opinion, but just being a beyond complicated method for playoff seating it made a little bit of sense in the bubble setting last year so i'll give it a chance for the sake of sports ingenuity and maybe also because lebron hates it which is funny to me considering that he's probably going to be in it this year but regardless the tournament starts may 18th and goes through the 21st with the playoffs starting i believe one or two days after could be a week but I believe it's one to two days. This being the first time used after the pandemic year in 2020, we'll see if it sticks. Let's get into some NBA. I figured we'd start near the top end where there's a little drama of the play-in tournament, number seven spot. Lakers fall to seventh in the West and are slated to compete in the play-in tournament with a week remaining in the season, roughly. And LeBron's still out, rehabbing his ankle. And they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, so it's really not looking good for them as of late. But um, I guess a shining light is AD is still going absolutely insane. Um, he's just he's bonkers. I, I love AD. He's always been one of my favorite players. And um, I've always liked the Lakers. I just am not the biggest fan of LeBron. But I'll put it aside. We'll leave it with some optimism. I think they're going to play really well. I don't think the play-in tournament's going to mean too much to them. And um, now on to the bottom side of the tournament. This is where things get juicy. Pelicans were making the push to get the number 10 spot in the West. But Zion just broke his finger on his shooting hand. 
It was on an awkward rebound play that'll probably keep him benched indefinitely, unfortunately. Which their GM actually just got fined 50k for his comments about officiating negligence on that play, negligence in general. Um, which me personally, I don't agree with that in the slightest because the game has already softened so much over the last few decades. It's almost impossible to even touch another player now. Honestly, could break a finger a million ways during a game, especially just dribbling a ball or playing defense. But I digress. The Pelicans are now without their star player trying to make it into a tournament. And we'll have to win both games in that tournament just to advance to the playoffs. So I guess you could say the underdog story is set for the Pelicans. We'll see if they can put some pen to paper. And now just to sure up some things in the teams that have already clinched or are projected to. And we'll start with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is probably out this last week of the season since he's still not 100% on his right ankle. The Celtics unfortunately just found out Jalen Brown will be out for the rest of this season. That's a tough one to hear with the playoffs coming up, but ah, not even a but. That's just a, it's a tough one to hear. Next up are the 76ers, who are an insane team with Embiid hearing MVP, MVP, MVP chance, and Ben Simmons in the Defensive Player of the Year running. They're one of my picks to make it to the finals, sort of. Not to win it, but to make it, just to want to clarify that. And last bit of news, I'll touch on the Hawks because Capella is playing lights out. He's been an unbelievable player, especially this later part of the season. He's really come into his own, starting to really mesh well with everybody. And he he, he was that lockdown player we really needed while Trey was hurt. And we still got Red Velvet playing smart, and he's got that bitter dagger of a three-pointer. Since chills and Trey will be healthy for the playoffs and doing his things. And DeAndre Hunter's back. That's huge news for the playoffs. Really, the only guy we don't have right now is Cam Reddish. And I'm really looking forward to what Bogdanovich is going to do. Dude is a proven player and he's proven himself to the Atlanta Hawks to be a player that they can really count on. So this is going to be, this This is a really fun team. Keep an eye on them, and who knows what they're going to do when they're healthy. They honestly have a real chance at playing the underdog card to get close, and who knows, maybe make it to the finals. But don't quote me on that. And now we can get into something a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but that's the whole point of this. Only reason I'm doing this is to grow the game, grow my own knowledge of sports, and hopefully help you guys learn something in the process. So I'll just go through a few fun teams who have clinched and who's fighting for that last spot so you can have some knowledge of what's happening and because it's so hard to watch a hockey game because the NHL just refuses to market their players or sport to the point even me as an avid sports fan find a tough time understanding the game. I'm lucky I got a buddy that plays the sport Outside of that, I have no knowledge of hockey, and it's not my fault. It's honestly just frustrating. I'll talk about it more later, but I guess we can get into the hockey talk. It seems to be a reoccurring theme for me bringing the underdogs onto my radar, but I'll always have a spot for the underdog. And it might have something to do with me being a betting man, 
But regardless, the Nashville Predators embody the title of underdog wholeheartedly. They're still a relatively new franchise, and after clinching that 15th spot for the playoffs last week, they take on the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round, who have 18 more wins on the season. But note that the Preds did beat the Hurricanes to clinch, so that should be a first fun round series. I'd also kick myself in the foot if I didn't mention this as well. The Hurricanes are 6-1 and one versus the Preds this year. So although they do have the thing, like the, uh, I guess, superiority, the Preds got the win when it counted. That was my point. And the next series to keep an eye on is actually the East Division as a whole with the way it's set right now. The New York Islanders are facing off against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they are only separated by seven games. So that in itself is a tight game right there. To make it an even tighter division... The Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals are only separated by four. I guess what I'm trying to say is expect some really hard-nosed hockey and some big-name players, and this is definitely going to be on my watch list. Something to educate myself on the game with a little bit, kind of get an idea for what's going on, and hopefully get to watch some playoff hockey. And I guess the next thing on the slate is that last playoff spot. We'll call it the Battle for the North, because that's the division, and... Calgary Flames needed to win against the Ottawa Senators, who are just behind them in the standings Sunday night, and they did get it done. So that's that's the first step for them. They're looking good. And then we have, let's see, the Vancouver Canucks have a sliver of a hope of a crumb of a chance to battle, but they have to win all seven games in this last week of the season just to even have a chance of catching all three of those teams. The Ottawa Senators, Calgary Flames, and Vancouver Canucks are trying to catch the Montreal Canadiens, who are the favorites to take that 16th spot. So I guess in some twisted way, it's a kennel of underdogs, which is a dream of mine. Like, this is just a betting man's... Like, this is this is fun. This should make it fun. Hockey fun. Something fun to watch. Should be just a really fun battle for hockey and non-hockey fans alike. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in the hockey world. And that's about all the hockey talk I can give you guys before my brain explodes. So let's di- <laughs> let's digress into some degenerate talk, huh? Ten of my can't lose best bets for the week. Although I don't recommend parlaying all ten together, because frankly you'll make too much money. Bet you guys thought I'd forget, huh? Bet you thought I'd forget and just leave you on an ad? Never again will I leave you guys without some sort of way to make money, okay? Okay. And here's what's on the slate. We'll start with a couple hockey and baseball picks, and then I'll give you a few bets from the NBA. Can't give you guys the daily picks, but I can go over a couple futures and player slash team props, so let's get into it. First, we have something light with the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 750 to win the Stanley Cup. That's a tough one. They're they're sitting like fourth, fifth maybe in the uh, odds. So I kind of just took a took a light on on them. I know they played very well last year. I don't remember exactly if they won it last year. I believe they did. Um, don't actually quote me on that for real this time. But I'm also gonna take the Colorado Avalanche clinching the Western Conference at plus two fifty over the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I actually believe the Avalanche are in the lead right now. So I don't know why their odds are more than the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I may be wrong again, though. Who knows? Um, I really don't think so, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to that. So 
Next, we got the Atlanta Braves taking the East at plus 180. And I also have easily Acuna as the NL MVP at plus 275. This one may surprise some of you, but I'm taking the Houston Astros to take the World Series. Their odds are at plus 2,000 right now. Genuinely only taking them because I hate cheaters, but cheaters always win also because if it cashes, that's a pretty nice payday for me. I'll leave you guys with this one. We'll finish off with my futures for the NBA. I have the Boston Celtics winning the East at plus 2,000. Dang, that was before Jalen Brown tore his ligament. That's a tough one. You know what? Screw it. I'm not doing that. I'm going to take the Hawks. We're going to go Hawks for the um, for the East. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay? You can't say no because there's no way to talk to me. So it's a yes. Celtics out. Hawks in. That's easy. Okay? All right. That was a quick fix. Quick, quick fix. I also, believe it or not, got the Nuggets winning the chip at plus 3,500, which is going to be an awesome final if it plays out that way. The Hawks and Nuggets. I also have Ben Simmons winning Defensive Player of the Year at plus 700. So next on the slate, we got the Denver Nuggets to take the West. So I got Hawks taking the East, and I got the Denver Nuggets taking the West at plus 1,500. That's another nice payday, if I do say so myself. Nikola Jokic taking the MVP at minus 2,000, which I know is a cop-out. That last one is an easy one, but I want to leave you guys with an easy pick. At least one of these that is an actual guaranteed win. Okay, so I won't call myself an idiot because I feel like it hurts my mom's feelings, but I will give you a correction and rejection. That last little bit right there, I kept saying division, division, division. I meant conference. I completely meant conference. North Conference, Eastern Conference, all the conferences are about to battle for the divisions. But right now, they're battling for the conferences. So just to clear that up, a little quick correction interjection. So I guess we'll call that the show. It was a good one. We talked about a lot of stuff. All the all the post-draft news, there really wasn't too much in the NFL going on. We talked about the play-in tournament. I taught you guys it's only 7 through 10 in the standings. It's only 6 games. It's 3 in each division. Just a little recap for you guys. And what else did we go over? Let's see, let's see. Then we went into some playoff hockey talk. The only reason it took me a minute is because I'm not the biggest hockey talker. But I tried today. And I hopefully it paid off. I really did do my research. And I really am interested in that sport. It just really is the fact that they don't get enough, I don't know, traction, I guess you could say, on the airways. Like, for example, Sidney Crosby, one of the greatest hockey players of all time to ever play, is playing in the league right now. And I don't even know who that is. And it hurts to say that. I... I don't know. There's just these sports legends across all these organizations such as the NHL, the MLS, and even golf. Like, there's are these great players, great individuals, athletes, their organization, not necessarily the organization team, but organization as a whole is just, I don't know, hindering them in a way. But I guess that was really it. Um, I really do appreciate you guys tuning in again to another episode of Fat Roll Sports. I really do hope this one was a little bit smoother. 
and maybe a little more put together, a little more researched. If not, let me know on Twitter, Instagram. I'm open to suggestions. If you guys want me to talk about something, let me know. But I think this will do it for today's show. Again, yeah, just really genuinely appreciate you guys for listening.